Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all your latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's BetOnline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's podcast. Uh, you're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, so for this week's episode, we'll wrap up the NBA Finals. Uh, if you're upset about the result with the Golden State Warriors winning, uh, do not listen to this podcast because I'm going to gloat a little bit. I was correct in my prediction. Uh, Warriors in six. I had to pick the Warriors early in the season. Um, and a lot of people were picking against them, even though they, were, they had the fourth best odds. A lot of talking heads and experts. Even Steve Kerr, he said it himself. He was not prepared to win a championship this year. He thought they'd be good, but didn't think they could win it all. Uh, we'll also talk about the NBA draft uh, and then some some more uh, Deshaun Watson news, a little update on that. Um, NFL and NFLPA couldn't agree to a uh, suspension or a number amount of games, uh, so we'll, we'll discuss that as well. Other NBA news, uh, Kyrie Irving might be angling to get out of Boston, not Boston, uh, Brooklyn. Uh, Kevin Durant might follow suit. Uh, there was rumors about potential teams. Uh, a list of teams was leaked uh, where Kyrie Irving would like to play. Uh, but we'll get into that. So I'll start with the NBA Finals. Um, great win by the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry finally win that Finals MVP. Um, you know, I, he didn't need it obviously before, but, um, as I said on the previous podcast before they won the championship, he is the greatest point guard of all time. I know I, I sound crazy to some people, you know, cause magic Johnson is number one for a lot of people, but you know, he'll, he'll be number two for me and, um, uh, Isaiah Thomas number three. Uh, but you know, I, I went to the parade, you know, the, the day after the championship, um, I woke up grateful, happy. I was happy for Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I think most importantly because of, you know, his career, people call him a bust, even though, you know, just because he was drafted number one, uh, he, he wasn't a bust. He hasn't been a bust. He's a good player. I, we just didn't know if he could be great. Um, I still, I mean, I guess he's a star in his role. I wouldn't call him a star or a superstar. He's definitely not a role player, uh, but his improvement on defense has been just spectacular uh, since he got with the Warriors. Uh, Mike Brown helped him a lot with that, who will now coach the Sacramento Kings. And uh, for Wiggins, this is the best situation he could have gone, right? And now he's only 26. And as I've said on previous episodes, he can be the key piece to the future for the Warriors, along with Jordan Poole, uh, Kaminga, Moody, and uh, and Wiseman. See what we have in Wiseman. Um, I say we like we're on the team, but we'll see what they have in Wiseman. 
Um, but you know, the way the Warriors balanced it, um, this championship, it's, I think this is the best one, the most important one for this Warriors team. Uh, this is my favorite by far because, uh, what Clay Thompson had to go through, uh, you know, Gary Payton's short career, he's bounced around, he's 29. Uh, also a former Oregon State Beaver, go Beavs. Um, and then for Steph Curry being doubted so much, uh, they didn't make the playoffs for two years. Uh, Draymond Green's injury earlier this year seemed like it could have been uh, career-ending because it's you know it's when it's your back you know you, you might not recover from that. Um, Steph Curry's injuries you know yeah Clay didn't play basketball for 941 days you know so um, and the and you know not making the playoffs for two years in a row and then their first year back the first year Clay's back not even a full year of Clay Thompson they won the NBA championship um, so just just amazing pedigree that the Warriors have. A uh, great group of guys. I love watching them and rooting for them. Um, and Draymond said, don't let them win this fucking championship because you're going to hear it from him. And he's been going after everyone on Twitter. Uh, you know, John Morant and, and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., a couple players there wanting wanting the Warriors on Christmas. Christmas games are reserved for, for contenders, for real contenders. Teams who have won, people with star players. I know uh, Jaws is a star player, but Memphis, you guys aren't there yet. Like, come on, <laughs> like the Warriors aren't, aren't worried about you guys. I don't know why the Warriors are even uh, wasting wasting time responding to them at all. But um, this one's important because the first one in 2015, you know, everyone was saying, yeah, uh, you know, and I said it too. Kevin Love was injured. Kyrie Irving was injured. The second best player was Matthew Delvadova with those uh, that LeBron team. And then the next two that they win. So then they win 73-9. Uh, 73 games, right? And then they lose. They lose a 3-1 lead to Cleveland. There's, there's still a championship contending team, obviously. Um, and I do, I'm, I am one of those people who believes that uh, the Golden State Warriors needed Kevin Durant to win these next two championships that they won. Um, so they win two in a row. He wins Finals MVP twice. Um, and then people are like, okay, well, you know, they're expected to win because you have Kevin Durant, Steph, Clay, Draymond. Like you have, you have some, some dudes there, right? So it didn't feel as great, but for this one, you know, all year people were talking about the Phoenix Suns, you know, then they were talking about Memphis and, you know, you're talking about the Miami Heat, you know, uh, even, you know, Milwaukee Bucks. I had the Milwaukee in the finals. Uh, so, and then the Sixers with James Harden, you know, oh man, the Shaq, next Shaq and Kobe right here, next Shaq and Kobe. It's like, okay. So, um, but yeah, you know, the Warriors, they stuck to their plan. I was also one of those people who was wrong about, hey, hey, you guys should trade those two picks, try to get a star player. I, I thought Bradley Beal would be a good fit. I am no longer in that um, on that boat. Uh, they stuck to their guns to try to prepare for the future, but also maintain this current run. Um, and I would classify it as a dynasty because you won four championships in eight years. You know, you had that two-year break, but I mean that's just two years, and then you win another one right after that you have the same you know you have a, a very similar core group of guys you know the bench is different and the role players are different but you still have the same front office and same coach and Steve Kerr so that's that's a dynasty okay and then um so you know they, they stuck to their plan and even Andre Iguodala was kind of confused about that he had some some pretty shocking comments during the season but here they are they won the championship right and um yeah, and I was I was also thankful for Bob Myers, you know, who put this team together, uh, Joe Lakeup and the ownership group for for uh, you know trying for paying the luxury tax and you know building a new arena, trying to make this team great. 
and to make it a, a, a class act uh, organization, first class organization. Because, you know, the Warriors before, they, they struggled for a long time, didn't have a lot of good teams. We remember the We Believe team and, you know, those teams with Don Nelson and, and Baron Davis and Steven Jackson and stuff. But, you know, they just they weren't a real contender. You know, there was a there was a ceiling for those teams. But now what they have here is they, they've built a, a pedigree and now they're one of the best franchises in the NBA, if not the best. You know, you, you talk about the Lakers, you know, they're. They're a train wreck right now, but they have a history of being a great organization, you know. And then you have to, and then the Miami Heat, obviously, and then now you talk about the Golden State Warriors. You know, you have the Boston Celtics. You know, there's those those teams who have pedigree, and you know they're 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 run correctly, and you know they're going to treat you like family there. The San Antonio Spurs can't forget them, um, so they're part of that that group now. Um, so yeah, I was thankful for that. Thankful for Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr, he he showed why he's a great coach. He just had a lot of little, made a lot of little adjustments that aren't really talked about. You know, that when he put Bielitsa in those big minutes, you know, putting Gary Payton in the game, um, Andrew Wiggins having him mostly on, on Jason Tatum and just like the, the, the defensive shifts that they did on Jason Tatum were just amazing. And I just, I thought him and his coaching staff, they did a great job. Quinn Snyder, he had accepted the job for the Charlotte Hornets. And then, um, Changes why last minute after they won the championship. He's like, actually, you know what? I'm gonna stay with Golden State, you know, because they we still have Steph uh, here. So let's just let's just ride this out. So now they have to think of a way to, you know, they have some free agents. Kevon Looney, they have to bring back Kevon Looney. Uh, GP two, you gotta bring Gary Payton back because he's great there defensively. Uh, Kevon Looney played all games this season, every NBA game this season that they had, he played. Um, and he's just been so great for them in big moments. You have to bring him back. Otto Porter Jr. I like what he brings to the table. Um, he might be the odd man out. You know, um, you got to re-sign Jordan Poole for sure. Because Jordan Poole, you know, the way that this was amazing too by Steve Kerr, that the way that he adjusted uh, Jordan Poole's minutes in the finals, he was riding with his guys in the finals. If you looked at, at the at the stat sheet, how many minutes Clay was playing, 38, 41 minutes. Uh, Jordan Poole, he was, I think he averaged like 15 to 18 minutes a game. So he was getting like little bursts of him because he was struggling. He didn't have that that inside game, that mid range game, and and Boston defensively was was kind of exposing him. So he was having a hard time adjusting with that. But all through the playoffs, Jordan Poole was playing thirty minutes a game, thirty five minutes a game. Like he had heavy minutes, you know, and they were kind of relying on him a lot. But Steve Kerr made that adjustment in the finals where he kind of pulled back his minutes, but he they kept him engaged enough to where he's. Like he's in the game, he's hitting big shots, and he was like he didn't mope or anything. Like he understood the situation, and that like now it's not his time yet to to lead the team, you know. Because I think he could be that guy for the Warriors where he's leading he's leading um, the league in scoring potentially, just the way that he plays and the way that he shoots the ball. Um, like it's not Steph Curry, but you know he can he can get he can get to the basket. He can he can shoot a three. I think he just needs to work on that mid range game, but. I thought that was just brilliant by uh, Steve Kerr. That uh, benching Draymond Green, putting Bielitsa, like little moments like that were just were just great, great work, great coaching by by Steve Kerr, um, and it shows why he's he's such a great coach. I know people, a lot of people disrespected him and and overlooked him because like, okay, you have when when they had Kevin Durant, like, okay, you have Steph Clay and Draymond, like, what what do you need to do? You could have like 
you could have like a bag of chips out there coaching and you guys would still win. But no, he really earned his paycheck and, you know, really earned the respect of, of his peers, I think. Uh, well, not his peers, he already had it, but of other NBA fans and stuff because uh, he, he did just an amazing job. Um, but yeah, I think the Warriors would probably bring back uh, most of those guys or try to bring them back unless other teams offer them bigger money. But um, Andrew Wiggins, you have to sign him to you know a, a good contract, and the same with Jordan Poole, because those are going to be your foundational pieces for the future. Again, Andrew Wiggins is only 26, and if he's you know now his nickname is Two Way Wiggins, then you know that's that's a great thing to have. And then you bring back uh, Gary Payne, you have some defense right there. Clay Thompson improving a lot in defense. They can realistically win the championship again next year. We'll see what happens um, with free agency. I expect Milwaukee to either go to the Eastern Conference Finals or go to the championship and win it as well because you know they could have beat Boston in that was that a second round. They could have beat them in the second round, but you know they they didn't have Chris Middleton. They didn't have their second best player, and still Giannis almost won that game for him, but he he didn't have the best. Uh, was it Game Seven or Game Six? He didn't have the best one. He only scored twenty two points, but still like they were they were that close, right? And we'll get into the Boston Celtics in a bit, but. Um, yeah, what's the championship parade? Championship parade was crazy. I uh, started drinking at 10 a.m. Uh, I, I, it was drinking so early that by the time I left, I had to take a nap and then I woke up from my nap hung over like it was the next day, but it was still the same day. So I was like, oh God. Then I had to go to work the next day and I was still hung over. Um, but I had a lot of fun. It was really hot and, uh, people were just crazy. Um, but yeah, it was great. I got some really good pictures of um, of Steph Curry with the trophy, and then I got some good ones of Clay Thompson. Couldn't find Draymond. I think I missed Draymond, but he he like left the bus and he went to Ghirardelli and get some ice cream. I work like two buildings down, like right down the street from that Ghirardelli, and I go there probably a couple times a month and, and get a get a hot fudge sundae when um when I'm hating my day at work. So it was like right on Market Street. I work on Market Street. Luckily, they adjusted our schedules because we're like, okay, well, the, the whole all the, the whole block is 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 blocked off. Like, no one, no one is gonna come in for their appointments or anything like that. So, we're just gonna go dark. If you don't open and if you don't close and you don't have to come in, it's like, okay, cool. So I'm gonna go to the parade. I'm gonna get drunk and I'm I'm gonna celebrate this championship. So, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun because you know between the Giants and the Warriors. Uh, was it seven championships? Um, I never got to c- come to parade because it's the first time I've been living in the Bay Area while uh, they win a championship. So uh, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go to this one. I'm gonna go to this one, and it was it was very fun and exciting, and uh, you could feel the energy. It was just amazing that people that this one. It's like it's more important because they did it without Kevin Durant. Because they're always saying like, hey, we did it before without you, and then now, you know, now we did it after we had Kevin Durant we did it without you again so now it proves like hey you know what we could do it with you and without you so uh, but on to the Boston Celtics the Boston Celtics you know trying to think where they go from here you know Al Horford uh, he played big for them you know throughout the playoffs he had some big games in the NBA finals next year I think he's gonna be 38 years old not sure what he's thinking career-wise if he's gonna retire or continue playing Um, but they have like they need another guy that they can rely on offensively, I think, you know, because, you know, with Jason Tatum, as I talked about last week, he does have some, um, he does have a ceiling in what he can do offensively. He couldn't score on Andrew Wiggins, and it seemed like, for for Jason Tatum, it seemed like the moment at times was too big for him. He wasn't hyping up 
his teammates or anything. People like they weren't really talking. Um, you know, it seemed like the 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 heart and soul of the team, like team chemistry and stuff, and their energy was Marcus Smart and even Jalen Brown. I thought Jalen Brown played a lot better than Jason Tatum in the playoffs. Uh, he or not in the playoffs in the finals. Jason Tatum played better in the playoffs, but then in the finals it was it was Jalen Brown. Um, Jalen Brown made a lot like better decisions, and he seemed he seemed more aggressive. Um, Jason Tatum, he was just I don't know. He like I said I like I said before was that I, I think he needs to work on um, a mid range game. He needs to work on some post moves. Like he he was kind of limited offensively, and. Once the Warriors adjusted, because he had those first, you know, those first three games or whatever, when they had a two-one lead, they looked like they were going to win the series. But then the Warriors adjusted their defense, and and Jason Tatum couldn't adjust. And and you saw it with that last game; he only scored twelve points. Um, and you know, I I get honoring your your mentor and Kobe, but man, for me personally, it was just getting really cringy. You know, with all the Kobe stuff, he was wearing the shirt with Kobe, you know, with Kobe on it. And then he had, then there was like that, that photo leaked of like him sending a text message to, to, to Kobe Bryant. Like, like, you know, I don't need, like, you know, do it in your, in your personal time or whatever. Like, I just, I don't need all that extra stuff. It's just kind of like, let the man rest in peace. You know, I understand, you know, you feel a, way, a certain way, but. If, you know, if you're going to bring the Kobe stuff out, like you got to play like him, you got to put the team on your back and you got to have, you have to have a great game and you have to win the championship. You can't look like the moment's too big for, for you. And you looked like, honestly, he looked rattled. He looked just completely shell shocked and you can't be like that. And then try to invoke Kobe, right? Like it, that just doesn't make sense to me. So, um, he's only 24 years old, so I'm not taking anything away from him. It was a great season for him. Um, and if you compare him to other 24-year-old stars, I think he's a star right now. He's not a superstar. But he did move up a tier. Like I said, he, this would be a great uh, playoff run for him. But the finals kind of like made some people pull back on, on you know, calling him a, a superstar or a star, right? Um, but in comparison to other 24-year-old players, none of them were like in the NBA finals. Like, like he was like Steph Curry at 24 wasn't doing that. Um, I think was it tw- uh, LeBron at twenty four? He was in the NBA Finals. Um, was Kevin Durant in the Finals with that that Thunder team? He might have been in the Finals with that Thunder team. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, I just looked it up. He was twenty two years old in the NBA Finals. Uh, Russell Westbrook was I think he was twenty three. So they were they were really young when they were went, and it felt like it was, they were a year too early uh, for the Boston Celtics. You know they. With Jason Tatum, his rookie year, they were in the conference finals, you know. So they have that pedigree of going to the playoffs over and over again. But this is the first year under Ime Udoka, and I thought he did a great, great job this year. He's a great coach, um, but I think they need to they need to fill some spots. Like they need another scorer they can rely on consistently, another wing defender because you know they had Derek White. He didn't really show up in the in the big moments. Um, you know, Marcus Smart. He was kind of up and down, and I think he was injured. And then they were saying Jason Tatum was injured, but then I don't think he was injured. It just seemed like he was just off. Like it was just like he wasn't fully prepared for the finals. Um, but again, you know, I know a lot of people are trashing him right now, but you know, he had a great season for he was his twenty four year old season, and he's playing against the Warriors. Like they have a lot of pedigree on the Warriors side with um, you know that their core group of guys that they've been there before. Steve Kerr has been there before. 
you know, so they know how it goes. And they know that the series isn't over after three games. But, um, you know, I think they need to look to <clears throat> maybe they make a move. I don't know if it's a big move, you know, uh, but you have to think about, you know, you the East is, is stronger. You know, they, they may have gotten there, you know, based on injury with the injury to Chris Middleton. But if you look at I think they were just gassed too. Like they just seem so tired and like worn out. Because if you think about the teams that they played, I know that they swept the Brooklyn Nets in the first round, but that was still like a that was still a tough series for them, right? You play Brooklyn, then the next round you play the defending champs in the Milwaukee Bucks. That was a tough series. You have to guard Giannis, and then you play the Miami Heat, who are one of, they're one of the most physical teams in the NBA, and that was just a big momentum swing every game. They're getting blown out. They're blowing them out. It was just um, so that was a lot. That was a tough playoff run. You're playing against Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Giannis, and then you're playing against Jimmy Butler. Like it's just back to back to back, right? So that was tough. Um, but yeah, on to this uh, Kyrie Irving news. Uh, so Kyrie Irving, he has until next Tuesday to opt into his what is it like? I think it's like thirty million dollars or forty million dollar contract. Uh, he has a player option. So the Brooklyn Nets have been cautious, obviously, um, in offering him a long-term contract because, you know, he, he held the team hostage, right, with his with his COVID stance, which I understand it's a personal choice. If you don't want it, fine. But he knew full well that, you know, in New York, his stadium, he, they couldn't, he couldn't, he had to be vaccinated in order to play home games. So right there, you're holding the team hostage. You know, at that point, you're not only thinking about yourself. You have to think about the other people on the team, and where you guys would stand in the season. And you're kind of, you know, you're putting your team in a bad spot. You know, they're having to answer for you for your vaccine comments and and for all this little other stuff that you do. Steve Nash has to answer for you. Sean Marks has to answer for you. You're he's supposed to be your best friend, uh, Kevin Durant. He has to answer for you all the time. So it's just a bad look, like already. And I knew that um, they they were gonna be obviously cautious and like, cause like no one's gonna offer him a fat multi year contract. Same with Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons, like I, I don't think they're gonna, no one's gonna offer him any contract like that, right? And then also same with James Harden because James Harden has been aging like milk. He's just he's just getting worse and it's it's getting fat and it's progressing fast right so uh with Kyrie now he's you know he seems like he's being offended and stuff when he was the one who put the team in the situation if he played the full season he was great and they had a deep run fine right they, they would be fine they'd be like oh yeah here's a contract extension but just the stuff that he's been doing then there was a report that when Steve Nash is done with with practice Kyrie Irving will, will stay with five guys and he'll, he'll conduct his own practice after the head coach does his own practice. Like what? How disrespectful can you be that you're undermining your own head coach? He already didn't respect him from the beginning. And when he said, when him and Kevin Durant said, Oh, it doesn't matter who we have as a coach, right? We could just, we could coach ourselves. But now, uh, people league wide expect Kyrie Irving to opt out. And Kyrie Irving seems like the guy where he'd be like, Oh, money's not an issue or whatever. Um, I'll take, cause the Lakers, where he's rumored to go to the Lakers, his list of teams that was leaked that where he would be interested in going was the Sixers, I think, which I don't believe the Sixers because he he doesn't like James Harden. Uh, they just broke up. They had a, a falling out, I guess, in Brooklyn. 
Uh, but it was the Miami Heat, which is intriguing. The Clippers, also very intriguing. Uh, the Lakers, of course, that could be intriguing. And then the Knicks, which that one doesn't even make sense. They always attach the Knicks to, to places. But he had a choice to go to the Knicks before, and he turned him down because he's like, oh, I grew up a Nets fan. So I don't believe the Knicks shit. They always say the Knicks, but no one's going to the Knicks. It, the Knicks are so bad that they released a statement about how bad their draft was and, saying, and they had to explain to their fans, hey, this is why we're terrible, but this is our plan. Please don't give up on us. People gave up on the Knicks a long time ago. Like, come on. It's, it's Jim Dolan, James Dolan, whatever he wants to call himself. Um, yeah, he, he just has to sell the team. They just they have no idea how to run an organization. And if you're a Knicks fan, like, why are you still a Knicks fan? Just give it up, man. The one star you've had in like the last 30 years is Carmelo Anthony. You're not getting another star. Julius Randle is just, he's not it. You guys have to, and RJ Barrett, he's not it either. We got, you got to figure out another way. Sorry, that's my, uh, that's my uh, New York Knicks uh, tangent there. But, um, but yeah, so that's his list of teams, but there's, there's no cap space for these teams. So he would have to do an, he would have to opt into his contract and it'd have to be an opt in, uh, like a sign and trade, basically the Brooklyn Nets. And then I'm not sure what kind of assets you get back. You know, if you're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers, you probably give back Russell Westbrook and a draft pick and uh, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, you know, which would be interesting. Like Russell Westbrook back with uh, Kevin Durant and then Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons. Then you have two guys who can't shoot. Uh, One of them can defend there, but um, I, I, I I don't think that's a realistic option there. Um, But apparently Kyrie Irving is interested in going to the Lakers, but you know that would be the most hypocritical thing ever because you were just playing with LeBron in Cleveland. Then you wanted you didn't want to be under anyone's shadows. So you're like, oh, let me go to Boston, and then you ruined it in Boston. They're like, oh, I found a place in Brooklyn. Let me get my friend Kevin Durant here, and then now you're like, oh, you know what, LeBron, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm back now with LeBron. Like that would just be the most hypocritical move ever, and he would, would he would look weak. Stand by your conviction. Stand by your poor decision to leave LeBron in the first place because your career hasn't been the same since then. Um, and, and you're just you're, you're self-saboteur. Uh, you're self-sabotaging your own career and your own likability. That's why Nike's dropping his shoes. Um, no one wants to sponsor him anymore because no one likes him. You know, basketball players, people respect his, his skill. I think he's one of the most skillful point guards in the NBA. His amazing handles. He can drop 50 on your head any day. Right, but he's just—he's just, he's just a, t- a team chemistry killer. Look what he did to the Celtics. Now look what he's doing to the Nets. Like Kevin Durant was like down for him, and then now look what he did—he was burning Kevin Durant. Same with James Harden. James Harden burned Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's getting burned, but Kevin Durant might deserve it because he left the Golden State Warriors. He left Steph Curry. Who leaves Steph Curry when you're at that level? Who leaves? You know, I understand Draymond Green got in his face, but. Draymond Green's a good teammate. Who leaves Clay Thompson? You guys, you left Steve Kerr. And then now, I love Steve Nash, but he's not the coach Steve Kerr is. You know, he, he, he he's not capable of making those good decisions yet. He's He has to learn with the job, and he hasn't been coaching very long. But um, I would, you know, I'm, I would really love to see Kyrie Irving with the Clippers. Tyron Lue already coached him. You'd have two, um, you have one great perimeter defender in, Ka- in Kawhi Leonard. Paul George is a good defender right now at this point. Um, that team that team is scary once they're healthy. I've been waiting for them to be healthy for a while. Hopefully this next year they're all healthy because they have some depth. They have a good coach in uh, Tyron Lue. Um, and then if they added Kyrie Irving, I don't know what, what they would get back in a trade, but um, 
yeah, that I would I would love to see that Miami Heat also because uh, Kyle Lowry's he's aged and and they needed someone else who can score, especially with Duncan Robinson not even playable in the in the playoffs. And then um, what's his name? Uh, Tyler Hero wasn't consistent. He wasn't making his shots. So I'd like to see Kyrie Irving in some of those situations. But is he going to be able? Is he going to be reliable? Is he going to be a good teammate, or is he going to be um, just a chemistry killer and not? Not just not a good teammate, not someone you can count on. That's what he needs to decide. Because what is he? He's twenty seven, maybe twenty eight. Like he's still young, and he can still play in this league for a while. But um, I'm not even sure, or no one's even sure if he wants to play basketball. So um, the Lakers making this move would be out of desperation because you know they they don't have many, they don't have a lot of moves, right? So they have to find someone who who's willing to take on. Russell Westbrook, uh, Taylor Horn Tucker, and a first round pick from like 2027 first round pick. That's like the, that's their trade package because they're not trading Anthony Davis, which I think they should trade Anthony Davis. I think they would get the most assets for him. They would get the most draft picks and, and maybe uh, younger players who they could put around LeBron. But LeBron has only so many years left, so you have to you have to get what you can get out of LeBron and and try to win as much as you can with him right now. Uh, but Anthony Davis needs to be able to stay on the court. Right, so I don't know. They only have so many moves, and I guess the Kyrie Irving thing could work, but I don't know what their what the relationship is like now. Kyrie and LeBron. I know Kyrie had apologized for saying all this stuff about him and, and for leaving him initially, but um, I don't know. So that that's the news with him. But then with Kevin Durant, he's also he's also monitoring the situation with Kyrie Irving, and he would consider asking for a trade. Now, if I'm Brooklyn, I would just blow this shit up. I would do a signing trade for Kyrie Irving. I don't want Russell Westbrook. I'll take Taylor Horn Tucker. I'll take the first round pick. Um, I want some other young guys, though. I want, I guess, I don't really have anyone. I would take, I'd see if I could get Anthony Davis, but they're probably not going to get Anthony Davis. Or I would take maybe Austin Reeves. I don't know who else that they have to offer, right? But I would. Try to get as much as possible in that in that package. Maybe the Clippers, you get like a, I don't know a Reggie Jackson. See if they'll they'll give up Paul George, something like that. Um, but then with Kevin Durant, you would get a historic return as far as trade package goes. You'd have to get like six first round picks, probably. I don't know, like three players. You'd you get a bigger trade package than you know like a James Harden or something like that. Because um, he's what second, third best player in the NBA right now. Number one, you know my criteria now is whoever is the finals MVP and just wins the championship, that's the best player in the world. So as those standards go, right now it's Steph Curry, number one. Number two is Giannis because he did it last year and the year before. Was that, um? oh, that was Kawhi Leonard, right? Um, but then number three for me is uh, Kevin Durant, right? So he, cause he did it back to back and, and we've seen him at, at the at the peak of his powers and he, he can still do it, I believe, but... Um, but yeah, what what team would would Kevin Durant even get traded to? Like, what team has enough assets to to trade uh, for Kevin Durant? Like, I saw a list of of teams was like the Mavericks. Um, I even saw like the Utah Jazz. Like, I do not see the Utah Jazz happening, or the Dallas Mavericks. But that'd be an interesting pairing between Kevin Durant and Luca. Uh, I saw the Knicks again. Of course, you would see the Knicks. But um, I saw someone comment on Bleacher Report. Like oh you know people would respect Kevin Durant's legacy if he if he went to Sacramento and like led the led the Kings to a championship I would love to see that because they have some pieces there but they just need like a superstar to like to take them over the top 
Um, and then I also saw Golden State Warriors. Like, okay, the Warriors do not want to take Kevin Durant back because now if you do a trade for him, you'd have to trade all these young assets that you that took time to acquire and to draft properly. Then you have to trade them all away to get Kevin Durant again when you already had him. So no, no thanks, Kevin Durant. You cannot go back to the Bay Area and play with the Golden State Warriors. I'm not even sure. Like, you already had your chance there, and then you left. You left a, just a great organization, a great situation, a, gr- a great teammates who wanted to build you up and had your back. You left them for Kyrie Irving and James Harden now, who you know just got fat and didn't want to work out and Kyrie didn't want to play. And then now you have Ben Simmons who hasn't played in a year. Who knows if he's going to play next year. So now you're looking around like, what the hell? Right. What like, but that was your own decision. You made that decision and it was a poor decision, but I also saw Boston was on that list. And now if you had Kevin Durant to Boston, they're winning the championship next year. Like that's it. They're winning that with that defense. And, you know, I said they needed another a scorer and another defender. Right there, you just plug in Kevin Durant, boom, it's over. They win the championship. But um, I've been, I, I think a lot about the – I'm like, maybe I overthink it, but I think a lot about the um, that game seven against Milwaukee that first year. They had James Harden and, and Kyrie Irving, and they looked like really deadly, lethal, um, where he hit that shot. But they counted it as a two instead of a three because his foot was on the line and because he wears bigger shoes than he actually is. And if he wore his normal size shoe, he would have made that shot and they would have went to the championship and they probably would have won the championship. They would have probably would have won the NBA Finals. And if they win the NBA Finals that first year, the trajectory of this team is so much different because they bring back James Harden. Maybe James Harden is more motivated and, and works out and comes in shape. Kyrie Irving, maybe he falls in love with basketball again and he buys in, he gets his vaccine. Maybe, I just think, and then Kevin Durant's legacy is different, I feel like, at that point. But but then it, it didn't happen. And then the, the Bucks won the championship. And then now, like, Giannis is on another level. And then now, then and then James Harden gets traded to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons. And now you have another player who doesn't want to play. And now it's just a train wreck. But they were, like, so close to go in the NBA Finals, and they would have won that year. And then, I don't know, it's just it just makes me laugh. And I, and I think about that shot way too much. I'm like, Kevin Durant was playing out of his mind. He was the best player in that series. And then, and then yeah, it was just his foot was right all on the line. And it was a two. And and they lost. And then now this team is just imploded. They, like, they signed guys who are just way way past their prime and washed up and Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge who retired and then came back and then Patty Mills and oh man it's just a mess and then now next year you might if Kevin Durant gets traded and Kyrie gets traded Ben Simmons is gonna look around like what the hell just happened and then he's actually gonna have to play but then that would probably be a good situation for him because there'll be no pressure they'll be like okay we don't have Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving we don't expect to win many games we might win 35 games if we're lucky at best and Ben Simmons would be the best player in that situation so maybe we could just see him flourish in, in a situation like that so um yeah that's that's the news with uh with Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant um I'd like to see Kevin Durant with a, a lesser team and just you know put them over the top or I'd like to see him with the Clippers <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure I'm not sure where he would he would end up um he might even stay there's a bunch of uh, different reports out there. There's conflicting reports, um, but I mean, it wouldn't make sense for him to stay in that situation because before they had a lot of pieces. They were they were a deep team, and then then they had to trade all those assets. They they traded uh, Jared Allen to Cleveland, and he was a better center. They did it for 
um, uh, what's his name? DeAndre Jordan, who is DeAndre Jordan still in the NBA? Like I just, he was, he was already done and they, uh, then, and they just brought him on just because he's friends with, with Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant. So, uh, they bend over backwards for him, but that's the situation. But there's a big fish looming there uh, in Bradley Beal in Washington. He's expected to opt out. He hasn't opted in, so he could also be moved. Maybe you can do like some kind of pairing with Kev Durant and and Bradley Beal. I don't know. This is kind of a desperate situation, and I don't I don't even know if Bradley Beal wants to move. But like he has a massive contract in. Uh, option i guess in in dc and he i think he qualifies for supermax for the 220 million dollars or something um and he's been there his whole career like you could just collect the money and just you know and i mean there's nothing wrong with that right like you have 220 million dollars sitting on the table i'm like i don't know man i think i'd i think i'd take the 200 the 220 right there like if you already been there in dc you're used to it you're comfortable you like the organization you know um yeah, that's that's a whole lot of money. That's life changing money, and he already made a lot of money. So I don't really know where he's at in terms of um, wanting to win a championship or whatever. Um, it's not happening in Washington. I can tell you that much. I just, you know, the Porzingis asset there. It's just, yep, that's that's your number two right there. Um, they have some young pieces, but I'm not sure. So if Bradley Beal's moved, I know Miami's been interested. Um, so we, there's could be potential movement with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. See all these other guys, like they're just, they're just hopping team to team. They're just trying to find the right spot. Meanwhile, Golden State drafted these guys. They, they, they built, they, uh, sign veteran guys. They, they built through the draft and now they've won their for the championship. So, uh, there's different ways to do it. So, uh, the NBA draft was, was yesterday um, the Orlando Magic had the first pick? They picked Paolo from from Duke. Uh, Chet Holmgren, the heavily talked about um, prospect out of Gonzaga, went number two to the Thunder. He's like, he's really skinny. He's I think he's, is he a seven footer? He's like seven one. Um, he has a handle and stuff, but man, he just he looks like just complete bones. He looks skinnier than Kevin Durant was coming out of Texas and. Uh, Kevin Durant was a better scorer though, because he's he's just better shooter, and he I think his game translated better. Uh, but we'll see with the, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And personally, I think the Oklahoma City Thunder they have to start, you know, winning some games and um, getting some star players, because you know we're giving Presti Sam Presti the benefit of the doubt, but he hasn't won a championship yet. You know, he had the whole thing with the big three with the Thunder, KD, Westbrook, and and Harden, but. You know, he hasn't won anything, and I don't, we praise him like he's so great just because he has draft picks. Now, what are you going to do with these draft picks? Is Chet Holmgren going to be the star that you hope he's going to be? Um, I would have, I'd bet on someone else, I guess. I don't know. It's just something off for me with uh, with Chet. Um, he didn't show up in a lot of big moments for Gonzaga. Um, you know, they they failed to win the championship again. They were the be- they were supposed to be the best team in, in college basketball. Um, cause yeah, Bob Myers, he's won, he's won four championships now and he, he, he brought KD, which was a big move. He's drafted very well. Um, he didn't get desperate and trade his players away for draft picks. He, he kept them and now he's, he's kind of balancing the future and the present with the current dynasty. So, um, I think the clock's ticking on, uh, on Presti personally and for the thunder to, to start getting good again. Like when, when are they going to get good? But we'll see 
how that pick works for them. Rockets get Jabari Smith out of Auburn. Kings get Keegan Murray out of Iowa. Uh, Jaden Ivey from Purdue goes to the Pistons. The Pistons, interestingly enough, are trying. They traded Jeremy Grant to the uh, to the Portland Trailblazers. I like that move for the Portland Trailblazers. Get another score alongside Damon Lillard. Hopefully, you know he's fully back healthy. I think they were trying to get Anubi from uh, Toronto also, which would be nice. Uh, they get um, a defensive wing there. Um, and also the Pistons are trying to get a sign trade deal for uh, DeAndre Ayton. That's another that's another piece that hasn't been getting talked about a lot is that you know the Suns, they're not going to be as good next year because um, Chris Paul is another year older and uh, they're going to lose DeAndre Ayton. So you have DeAndre Ayton potentially moving, or he will move this offseason. I don't think he's going to play for them again. Uh, Kyrie Irving seems like more likely, maybe Kevin Durant, and then also Bradley Beal. So there's some big names there. Uh, they'll be potentially moving this offseason. Um, and then the Pacers, Benedict Mathurin from Arizona. I don't even know who that is. Shaden Sharp from Kentucky goes to the Blazers. Dyson Daniels, the Pelicans. Um, so, yeah, there's some um, a lot of moves there. Um, just the big names up top. And, yeah, like I said, the New York Knicks, they had to basically explain to their fan base what they were what they were doing and to say, hey, this is this is our plan. Please don't hate us and don't give up. Um, but, yeah, very exciting. I, I love the NBA offseason. The NBA has been just amazing this year. Great NBA finals. Um, had fun at the parade. Um, I promise we'll talk about other sports and other stuff. It's just been uh, pretty NBA heavy because not a lot else is going on right now. Um, but yeah, that's it for the podcast for this week. Thanks again, as always for listening and, uh, we'll be back next week.